Well, here we are with the fourth segment of session two in this series called The Power-Filled Voice of the Blood of Jesus. As you know, I'm Pastor Lindsay Lee of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship, coming live to you from my room here in Tupelo, Mississippi, getting ready to go back home tomorrow. Uh, before we get into it too much, I want to invite you to pause the video. And if you want to take communion with us, then go ahead and get yourself ready. Here's my little travel set. So I have my cup and I have my, uh, what do you call it, a cracker? Yeah, that, that works. It's a matzah. And so this, uh, for those of you, I travel, it seems like more than I knew. And I, I've always taken communion when I even, I take it pretty much every day. It's my commune time with the Lord. And I was kind of getting over the whole plastic cups and torn napkins or paper towels or something in order to take put these two elements together. And when I am at home, I have really beautiful glasses and, and little china pieces that I, I take communion on every day. And I wanted to do something like that. And all of a sudden I got this thought because I wanted it to be pretty. And I thought, hey, you know what? I think I know what to do. So I bought little, uh, I have a set of six actually, but these little crystal type, um, or at least it's glass, uh, shot glasses. And this, I wanted to show you because it's just that simple. This is actually a coaster. So all I did is get a set of the coasters. I have the round ones and I actually have square ones as well. And just, uh, add the two elements i typically take bring the matzah from home but it didn't travel well so i don't think i'll do that anymore and then i buy the juice when i'm at a little local store and uh, most of my hotel rooms have refrigerators so i'm all set for however what my duration is but it's that simple you don't have to go out and do anything fancy but it's an intimate meal this is a meal where we're going to celebrate this this love this is a love feast to me this is a, a different kind of feasting because I'm going to be taking this with my lover. And um, we're all lovers of God, so fellow lovers of God as well. But I wanna just invite you, but those of you that travel, cause I posted a picture of this on Facebook. People are like, oh my God, I, I'd like to get something like that. It's just that easy. So this is my version of it. And um, I'm inviting you again to just get ready uh, for when we get into this, all right? Uh, even if we go and I teach and we're at the end, then I'll have to stop it and then come right back so that we can do that. But actually, I think we'll be fine because I'm impressed uh, to leave the notes that I've had. And I feel that the heart of the Father wants to touch us with this intimacy. The heart of Jesus wants to touch us with this intimacy and the heart of Holy Spirit because they're always in agreement. He wants uh, to spread, uh, say a few other things. So this is going to basically be a communion conversation. And we'll have those on occasion. I've talked about getting a revelation of the blood. I, I'm going to use a passage of scripture that it's pretty much something I do every day or at least two or three times in the week. This is a passage of scripture that I go to and take communion from. And I, we are, I think we're going to mention that one today as well. But before we do that, uh, also, I remember writing back in 2020, I think it was, yes, uh, a communion prayer. And it was uh, talking about it as the covenant meal, because that's what it is. And also, what we haven't gotten into a whole lot yet, but 
how the blood of Jesus or the covenant meal is the record of the DNA of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because remember when his blood spilled into the earth, his DNA entered into the earth too. The DNA of God entered into the earth and, and brought about a, a very powerful resurgence, if you will, of his presence in the earth. And we, because our bodies are of earth, you understand that we can take on that DNA that do not allow power of God or the divine nature of Abba Father. Um, that one I'm going to credit to um, Stephanie Herzog. She was the first person I ever heard use DNA for divine na- uh, divine nature of Abba. I believe that's how she said it. And for me, the way God gave it to me, it was do not allow. The DNA of God is the do not allows to sin and to sickness and to disease. And maybe he'll give you something else. And if so, I would love for you to post it on the Facebook page in the comments and let us know what DNA means to you besides the denonucleal. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. Okay. So the covenant meal is the record of the DNA of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's because the blood was shed. And because this thing was, he said, this blood, this cup, he said, represented his body. And that this bread represented his blood. I mean, I'm sorry, this blood and his, oh, good Lord, help me here. This is my body. This is my blood. This is what he said. So the bread represented his body, not broken because not a bone of his was broken, but humbled in the sight of God and sacrificed for us, all right? Walking in a submission, this blood, this here represents the obedience of Christ. This is a dying to self and a submission to the Father that went into the place of saying, not my will, but your will be done. That's what this represents. And this here represents resurrection life. It represents the promise of God for us to come from where we've been. This represents change. It represents identity. And those are some of the factors. And when I take communion, I have a talk with Jesus, not like just a little talk with Jesus to tell him about my trouble. No, I have an encounter with the lover uh, of, of my life, the lover of my body, the lover of my spirit, the lover of my soul, the lover of me. And so I don't talk about him when I take communion. I talk to him. And one of the things that's really wonderful about that is that I, I like to take it with a revelation of his blood. Anytime I take communion. I want to know more about him. Now, I'll tell you something. This is intimate about me. This is intimate. And so tell on yourself, to yourself, you know, what kind of things you like, what what really appeals to you. I like strong men. I am so blessed to know a few, but I am very much, because I, I, I know, well, anyway, I have a lot of uh, wonderful, handsome relatives, brothers, and friends and stuff in my life. And um, I like strong men. I love, I, I go to the gym and I, I like when we're doing the weights and, and stuff. I like being strong too. But um, I like being around men that like to exhibit strength. And strength is not just the ability to, you know, muscles and picking things up. Though I do like stuff like that. But what, what I really like is the strength of character and the strength of, of their love and their expressions of it. A, a big man with a small child is a beautiful thing to see. 
and a man that that is that knows what he's capable of his hands are strong that he could crush things but that he uses them gently the strength of character the strength of the core of a person um, it's so much more than being a bodybuilder or being a this or a that but having the strength of character that's the strength I truly truly admire and that describes Jesus and yet he was a carpenter so he was probably pretty ripped on top of everything else you know and that's actually pretty good eye candy but what makes him so beautiful to me is his gentleness in the midst of his power, his ability to protect, and yet at the same time, treat me like I'm fine porcelain, like I'm somebody that he treasures. These are the things that I find very, very appealing about this lover of mine, this Lord of mine. He's still king. He's still God. He is Jesus, you understand? And, and yet he loves me in a way that even when I talk about him, I can feel his smile. Do you understand that the blood that he shed, the sacrifice that he made, it was because he, the Bible tells us that he despised the cross. He looked beyond it. Despite, I should say he looked beyond the cross, despising the shame for the glory that was set before him. And part of that glory that was set before him was the opportunity to smile at me to laugh with me, to be gentle with me, to be stern when necessary, to remind me, girl, I'm in you and I know how to win the battles that you're facing. I feel very feminine. I feel very beautiful. I feel very cherished. I feel very loved because of what Jesus did. And again, this right here, this is the reason that I feel that way because somebody loved me so much that he was willing to go that distance. I hope it's screen didn't black out on you. I have to move the mouse around because I'm using a, a video thing. So uh, I apologize if I blacked out on you, but I'm still here. Anyway, this is this is what I really, really love about him. He, for those of you that are male, you can love him and still maintain masculinity. You can still be a strong man and yet you can be, um, you can be, I know many men, they identify with him as friend, you know, strong friendship, a covenant brother, a brother in arms, one that says, I lock arms with you and I won't let go. I won't back down. I will not uh, run, turn tail and run. I will fight with you and for you. I've got your back and you can stand behind me and watch me do it. I will teach you how to do the same type of thing. You know, so he's, he's everything that we need. I bring all of those elements into my conversation with him during communion, this lover of mine, you see. And so I want to give us a couple of scriptures and see, that's my revelation of him. But then uh, I get another revelation, something else that I will read in the word. He told me, he said, you will find it any place that you look. And that's the scripture I'm going to share with you tonight is Mark. Uh, it comes out of Mark chapter five. That's where we're going to look in just a few moments. So you can turn to Mark 5 if you want to right now. I won't forget this because it's something that was so beautiful that he showed me. He was basically saying, baby girl, you can open up my word any place and I will show you the thread of the blood. I'll show you the power of this communion and of this relationship. And I believe him. So I test it out. 
because I'm listening for the sound, the power-filled voice of his blood is speaking through these scriptures. So here, I'm going to go back to Dr. Richard Booker, and I, I, I'm, I study out of these things. I study about the blood. I'm not just going to teach it a little bit and know this. And I, I want to know more about this power and this surge that can work through me because I want to be um, a walking powerhouse that represents the kingdom of God. I believe that, that the, in this season, we have that opportunity to, to experience the miraculous things of God. And I want to be one of those vessels. I want to be a witness and a testimony. And I want to testify about the goodness of God and see the demolishing of plagues and sicknesses and diseases and abolishing fear in this world, the way, especially within the body of Christ, where we are not to be carriers of the fear of the world or the things of the world, and that we must walk in the integrity of God and obedience to his name and belief in his power and the supernatural spirit power of, of his word and of his blood and of his name and, and of his truth and, and so forth and of his spirit. So, the entrance of this word, Psalm 119, 130, I believe it is, says it brings light. And Dr. Booker was sharing how God's revealed word has God's life in it, which is very, very definitely the case. And that the living words of the living God will leap off the pages of the Bible and come alive in us with his life manifesting himself in us. See, the word, remember he said, my words are spirit. Well, they're of him my words are like me, is what he's saying. I am spirit. I can come and dwell on the inside of you. I can change your dynamics, the way you think. I can change the outcome of things even before you get to them so that you overcome before you even come to the battle. And by the time you come to the battle, your position is in the seated place. You come from the perspective of victory, not trying to figure out how you're going to do something. And so you're going to instead come with strength strategy. You're going to come on a mission to destroy, utterly destroy the works of darkness wherever they happen to try to come. You're going to be a causation of darkness to turn in terror and flee because you just showed up and the light of Jesus is shining through you so brightly. They know he is on the scene. And that's what his blood says. So here he said, um, that as the living words of the living God leaped off the pages of the Bible and came alive in him, that with God's life manifesting himself in him, that he said, through in me, through me and out of me, he said, I had a spiritual transfusion of the blood of Jesus. Oh my God, do you see it? That's what this is. It is, it is an activation of those things. And he said, he talked about the revelation. He says, and every, everyone in the Bible who had an encounter with the living God was completely undone. He said, because when God shows up, everything changes. God is supposed to show up when you take communion. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's not just these little, it's not what it's been. It's more than what it's been. This is a meal that you're having with your lover. All right. He said, if you, he said, revelation, the, the revelation he got of the blood of Jesus empowered him and motivated him to stay the course, run the race, and fight the good fight of faith. He said, and like those two disciples on the Emmaus Road, the zeal of God has driven me to share what the Lord taught me. He said he became the third one. He felt like he was a third witness to what they said when they met him. Didn't, he, didn't our hearts burn within us when he was in our presence? Didn't we feel like we had come alive in a way that we never knew that we could because the presence of God was there. Do you understand that with his blood, again, his presence, 
presence and communion is about the presence of the almighty God in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ right there with you. That's what this meal is like to me. He said, so um, he said, uh, the world, everyone in the Bible who had an encounter with the living God was completely undone because when God shows up, everything changes. Your world is turned upside down. Nothing will ever be the same. The meaning and purpose and focus of your life are set forever. For those who don't believe, I can only say that a person who has had an encounter with God is never at the mercy of someone who only has a doctrine or argument about God. Oh, baby, that's a punch between the eyes right there, isn't it? Somebody else is trying to tell you that you did not have the encounter that you had with the true living God. If you go through the door of communion, if you go through the door of Jesus, if you go through the door of the word of God, oh, you're going to see and experience the things that we're reading about in this word this intimacy, this talking to him and then listening to let him talk to you. Um, it's a luxury. It, it, it really is. It's better than riding in the finest car to me. Uh, this is something that's just so different. It elevates your life and takes us to another place in him. And he said that the power of God's revealed word burst forth out of my spirit into my soul and was being manifested through my body with fire sensations. And then he goes on and he talks about it. And because to me, it is that immersion. He mentions Matthew three eleven, how this is not a normal experience. It's certainly biblical because John the Baptist said that Jesus baptized us with the Holy Spirit and with fire, Matthew three eleven, It is an immersion. You know, this is like a, another type of baptism. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a renewing of your vows, if you will. It's it's sitting there in a cozy place and saying, I said I would love you forever, and forever is how I love you. That's just a headphone that fell out, but I got one still in here. The Bible speaks, he said, about the weight of the glory. That's in Second Corinthians four seventeen. And that means that the finite creature can't take too much revelation and manifestation of the infinite creator. Because remember. It's spirit to spirit. Flesh can't withstand his power, but spirit to spirit enlarges our capacity and our ability to hear. Get this word in you. Let this word live in you. And then it starts to activate and to move in us. So that's all I'm going to read as far as that's concerned. And then I want to give us a couple of things to know about the power of Yeshua's blood. Again, anytime that we take communion, we do need to have a fresh revelation of the body and the blood of Jesus because it is not um, something that you just do by rote. Can I talk to you married people for a minute? Um, in your most intimate time with your spouse, do you just go through the motions or do you take the time to get to know your partner again? I mean, to learn different things about this person outside of the bedroom before you go into the bedroom. Yeah, I dare to meddle. Because I think that human relationships, um, they operate on a lower level than a spirit-to-spirit -spirit relationship. And if you choose not to know your spouse after the flesh, even though you're going to know each other in the flesh, um, what do you know different about your husband or your wife? What do you know about them? What did you learn about them since the last time you had a sexual or intimate encounter? 
Do you know different things that they like? Did you know that things that they used to like, they don't care for anymore? Do you know that the, um, the, the types of fragrances or the types of food or the types of conversation might be different? Do you know that they have different hot spots maybe from what you were used to? Uh, see, because I'm talking about knowing, intimate. What do you know about the blood of Jesus that's new for you? You know, he knows everything about you and he, God, meaning Jesus, meaning the Lord, and he helps us to learn new things about ourselves even as we learn new things about him. So you see that communion, which is a, a common union with the things we have in common, you can learn things about a person that enlarges or enhances the relationship. That's what this is about. Everything I'm talking about, you can take it into marriage, but I'm talking about, because I'm talking about spending time with the lover. The lover. I went to a wedding today and they, that newlywed couple was getting to know each other better now, but they also had a thing where the parents of the bride and the groom, both parents, sets of parents were still together and, and each of the young, the young man and young woman both have both their mom and their dad and they're still together. And they danced a dance from an old song, still the one, we're still, you know, we're still having fun and you're still the one. And as I watched that, I thought to myself, you know, how beautiful that is. The parents who have been together over 30 something years and they're still dancing together. Whereas this young couple, this was their first time. This was their first dance as a husband and wife or their second year because they'd done the first one, but this was their first. And their oh, the first year of their first getting to know each other. And it's going to take time and it's going to take patience and it's going to take interest in each other beyond just the physical or just beyond the everyday, uh, the, 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 the rituals, but the engaging in knowing each other on intimate levels and best of all, knowing one another after the spirit. That means that the Holy Spirit himself will tell you things about your lover, about your spouse, yes, about yourself, yes, and about him, about Jesus. He'll tell you things about him so that when you take this meal with him, you realize you're in him and he is in you and it becomes something more intimate than just standing or sitting and just gulp, taking, chewing a cracker and gulping down grape juice or non-alcoholic wine or whatever, or real wine, whatever, wherever, however y'all do it. You see what I mean? It's more than peeling back a label on one of those little cups with those nasty wafers. I, I find them nasty. No offense if you're a manufacturer of them, but no thank you. I like doing it this way. He drew me into this. This is part of the dance. This is part of the romance. This meal, remember, why? but doesn't it represent the death and burial and resurrection? Mm -hmm, it does. But do you remember that he told his disciples? I have wanted to do this. This, this is what I, I, I want you to eat my flesh and to drink my blood. I want you to be one with me. I want you to be so intimate with me that you and I, you know, I don't end and, and you don't either. You, there is no distinction. You can't tell 
a divide. There's no dividing line between us. We have crossed over into oneness, into unity. Be one with me as I and the Father are one. And then this is the communion meal, the common unity meal. When we together as his body take it, that we don't see color um, we don't see the distinct, dis, the distinguishing things that the world sees as divisions and separations, but it's brother and sister, mother and father, mother and daughter, father and son, and so forth and so on. It's it's the body, the same body, and we're partaking of worship together because what I'm talking about is worship. I'm talking about, oh my God, it's simply loving him and letting him love you that's what communion does he loves us so much and we're letting him love us so when we take communion we are reactivating or we're stirring up the benefits and the power of the blood covenant in our lives remember the blood also speaks i haven't mentioned it a lot but it speaks of covenant the powerful covenant between the Father and the Son on behalf of us, the oneness, the unity with them, the, the strength of it, that the power of God through a man in the earth and brought about redemption for all mankind. So the blessing that comes forth when we reactivate the blood covenant, when I say again, it's like I said, a renewal of vows, if you will, I have a covenant with you and this is my recognition of what you have done for me and the strong friendship that we have. Your bread activates the authority of the word of God. Your body activates the authority of the word of God within me. And the word became flesh and it dwelt in this earth where it is written that whoever receives him is given authority, exousia, to become the sons of God. That's John 1.12. I have the right to speak his word and expect his results just as Yeshua did. It is his blood that puts me back into dominion. The renewal of the covenant reactivates the command to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish the earth, to subdue it, and to have dominion. You remember that they were told that in the in the book of Genesis when God first made man, but after the flood, when Noah and them came forth, the one thing he did not tell them to do was to have dominion because they did not have it anymore. But then when Jesus came and spoke the dominion power words, your kingdom come, the king's dominion, and the king's will be made known in the earth. Oh, wow. Going over to um, Mark chapter 5, I have not forgotten. Holy Spirit brought it back to my remembrance. So, um, but I want to say this part here. The blood activates dominion, fruitfulness, and multiplication. So it replenishes and subdues. And that means that the blood, because it's speaking in my body, it's coursing through my veins, it's singing. It includes a confrontation of the powers of darkness, dunamis power. It, it operates on in, in the realm of light, in the realm of God, but it, dunamis is the, the word is power. And so it's talking about a lower power because remember, you see, light is the stronger power. Light is greater than darkness. Darkness flees when light comes. Light never backs away from darkness. And so 
when you take this blood, when you, it's singing and it's reminding you within on the inside, hey, uh, remember, this was overcoming power. And so the overcoming power is the power to confront um, anything that's trying to come against you or trying to come in your mind or any other place. That's why we do the washing. My mind is washed by the blood of Jesus. I'm acknowledging that. My eyes are washed by the blood of Jesus. My ears, my nostrils, I can smell that. My lips, my tongue, my entire being, my hands, my feet, and everything in between is washed. Wherever there's an ache, wherever there's a pain, wherever there's a sickness, wherever there's a dis-ease, wherever there is an affliction, I can remind myself, no, the blood of Jesus is washing, has washed that away. It is the past action because it has already been done. And when I speak it, I'm speaking that it is still active in me today. It's not a dormant power at all. And so um, a fresh revelation of his blood is what it takes sometimes for you to stand, to open your understanding and to recognize that you are empowered to destroy the lions and the bears in your own life before you take on the giants. So those are some of the elements. And we may not feel like we're ready when it's time to deal with giants, but we're ready when God says to do it. And that's because of the blood. We have entered in through Jesus, which is John 10 verses nine and 10, and the blood makes us ready. So I'm gonna leave it at that for now. And um, we'll come back to next time we do a communion service because I like doing these. Um, we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about it some more. And yes, these are notes that I have. And yes, I will be able to, um, I'll have to put together something different. So give me a couple, a week or so to put it together and I'll have it up for you by Christmas. Okay, so that's only a week away. So we're going to go over to Mark. Huh, I thought I was going to go to one scripture, but I'll, I'll go over Mark chapter five. And what we're going to look at um, is the story of um, I pronounce that I don't always pronounce the J, so I'm going to say Jairus, or you have to say Jairus, I think people sometimes say. And this is something that I saw, or this was the scripture that I had opened to when he said, you can find the power of my blood and, and the power of my word in, in, in just any place where you're reading these encounters. So in Mark 5, verse 21, it said, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat, to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly. Now listen to this, saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death, at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. Now this man used a prophetic power and ability to prophesy, Jesus, your authority, over death. My daughter lies at the point of death, but he was calling on resurrection power. I want you to come and you will lay your hands. You will release light. You will release power. You will release what some people, one of the words is actually energy, energia. You will release the, the force of life. That's what he was saying. You will release the force of life into her that she may be healed. You will exercise authority over sickness and disease on her behalf and she will live and so when he said that and i looked at that because i had to kind of look at the words i'm sorry i was trying to find my little pencil so that i could uh click on this here it is all right so 
when he said that he said she lies at the point of death so she's kind of, she's at the point where um the 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 force of of, of her human blood is um is waning okay she's diseased and he said but um i want you to come and lay your hands well that word lay your hands he was speaking of i want you to release your authority i want you to put um to inflict or to impose your authority over this assault i want your authority to assault this thing attack this thing and take this thing down i want you to take it out that's actually what he was saying to him um the word is epithemi uh, uh, that's my greek today okay and um and so he said, this is what I want you to do. And so then he said to him, he, the other thing he said to him, he said, um, do this when you lay your hands on her. Okay. And when you do these things, she will be healed and she will live. So when he said healed, um, what he said, she will, this was Sozo, she will be saved she will be well she will be preserved everything that you got to do now he's calling on the power of the blood of jesus before the blood of jesus has been shed except that the bible told us that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world so the blood was speaking even before sin ever entered into the world that is the power of the spirit realm is that it was that it's timeless so whenever the lamb was slain and then the foundation of the world was laid the remedy for every ill was already in place even before sin itself had entered into the world so god's plan is very thorough and will never be thwarted and then the last part of that he said come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live and so there when he said that he said, because of your authority, this word is thou, and he's saying that she will have the life that you are going to give her. And so I saw the power of the blood. He said, your, you, you have authority over the flesh and you have authority over, uh, you have resurrection power. And he was calling for those things which were not naturally possible he was calling for the supernatural activation of the power of God and the power of the blood of Jesus, even before the blood had been shed. He said, use your authority over her life and give her the life that you have. And that's what happened. And the young lady was raised up again. And so as we take this, I want you to receive huh, the truth, the revelation. Yes, you can receive healing. Yes, you can receive eyesight. Yes, you can receive the miraculous happening in your life. By all means, do that. But what I really am asking for us to do today is to say, you know, Jesus, everything that we have just heard about you, or things that the Holy Spirit was, was releasing about you, I take you as my lover. I take you today, Jesus Christ, as the lover of my soul. I am so thankful to you, Father, for sending your son. And Jesus, oh, the way that you love me. Open up my understanding for more. I recognize that I will partake of your body and drink your blood. Yes, I'll activate the DNA. Yes, I'll activate the power. 
but most of all today with my friends. Activate your love because it's everything to me. You, 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 and I receive you today. And for me, it's like he takes his body and he puts it in my mouth. And then, as a lover would, hey, I'm a romantic. He takes the cup and he puts it to my lips. And I drink of that which he has provided for me. And typically, me, I like to sing to him. We're a little bit over, but I'm going to allow it for just this one. And you can sing those songs like, Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but your blood, Lord Jesus. Or you can sing, I love you, Lord, I love you, I love you, Lord, I do, I love you, Lord, I love you, I receive you in me, I love you, Lord, I love you. I praise you, Lord, I do. I love you, O Lord Jesus. And I'm glad that I live in you. Jesus, Jesus, precious, precious Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, so precious, Jesus, sweeter and sweeter every single day, Jesus, Jesus, I love you. I'll see you next time. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll get the next sessions out prayerfully before uh, 2022 comes. I'm Pastor Lansing Lee of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. I want to thank you so much for taking communion with me and letting me share with you about intimacy and the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. I'm praying for you. I love you so much. Sing your own love song. Enjoy your time. And I believe you will have your personal revelation of his blood, of his power, of his love. And if there's any part of that you want to share with us, we look forward to hearing it. I love you astoundingly, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye.